Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. You know, I've been saying that for five years now, vigorously equipping men. Let's just unpack the word vigorous for a minute. You've already seen the title of the podcast episode. You've made it this far. But vigorous is done with vigor, carried out forcefully and energetically, possessing vigor full of strength or mental strength or active force. So to vigorously equip men, we do it with physical, mental, active, energetic force, strength, and tensionality. And I, I just believe we look out across the landscape of Christianity. We need Christian men who see themselves as active participants within the kingdom of heaven. We need to see Christian men who are saying, I will be counted. I will stand. I will be shoulder to shoulder with my brothers in Christ, and we are going to win some people to Jesus. We are going to advance the kingdom of heaven. When the story of my life is written, they will know he was here. He did something for Jesus. He wasn't playing around when it came to what it meant to be a Christ follower. He didn't blend into the crowd. He didn't just show up, plop down. He was there, and he made an impact. The phrase that I just keep going back to over and over is hunter and gatherer. Hunter and gatherer. And you've already seen the title of the podcast. And I'm going to unpack those words for you. And I'm going to unpack three areas of focus within hunting and gathering. And listen, I'm not talking about necessarily getting up into your tree stand with a bow and hunting a deer and taking them back. Yes, that is part of it. That is absolutely part of it, but I'm not. that's not all of it, okay? So you guys that don't hunt, you're not outdoor people, you don't go, all right, I'm out. No, it's, it's encompassing our entire life. And I'm looking at spiritual, the physical, and the relational elements as Christian men. I'm so tired of feeling, personally, feeling passive or feeling like, yeah, man, I don't want to say, I don't want, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to say anything because then I get backlash or then there's fallout or then you get accused of things or things said about you. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. If it's going to happen, let's make sure it's for the right reasons. And I want to be a man who is a hunter and a gatherer. I want to be a guy who says, when I leave the house, I am leaving it with intentional focus and purpose today. I have not underestimated my enemy. I have not underestimated the opportunities that are set before me. And I leave the house ready and willing to do what needs to be done. The same way if you were going on a hunting and fishing trip and you're saying, well, we're hunting wild boar. Well, then you take what fits to hunt wild boar. You take what fits the season you're in. You take what fits the climate or the weather, etc. If you're fishing, you know what you're fishing for. You know what you need to take. You know what you're going after. What are we going after as Christian men? What are we really going after? Let's break down the word hunt. Okay, there's several definitions. I'm not going to get into them all. We're just going to, just so we have a baseline for this here. Okay, um, the word hunt, and I got a bunch of pop ups. So, is to pursue food or in sport, to manage in search of game, to pursue with intent, to capture, to drive or chase, especially by herring, to traverse in search of prey. So, the question is, what are you going after? What are you looking for? Let's break this down. Spiritually, what are you going after? 
To not sin? Is that what we're going after? I'm just trying to cover my eyes so I don't sin today. I'm trying to guard my mouth so I don't say any bad words. I'm trying to, you know, turn off the radio so I don't hear anything. Is that what our is that what it's about? No. Abraham, Moses, David, Elijah. James 5.17 says Elijah was a man just like us, a nature just like us. Look at all the things Elijah did, for crying out loud. Elisha, he's the guy that called out the bears on the boys who are making fun of him. Hey, baldy, hey, bald head. He's like, okay, here's some bears for you. How's that working out for you? Stephen, who stood up and basically told them the entire Bible and says, you are guilty of everything that your fathers and forefathers did. Oh, could you tell someone that their tradition was wrong? Peter and Paul. Listen, they got so sick of John, they put him on the island of Patmos and said, there, that'll shut him up for a while. And what happened there? We got the book of Revelation. They said, man, we cannot stop this thing called Christianity. No, you can't. You can't stop it. They tried. You, you, can, you can use whatever means possible that you want to try to stop Christianity. It ain't going to happen because you can't get to the top. So when you think about spiritually, what are you hunting? What are you going after? Are you really living a Christian, like full life? Or are you trying to put your head in the sand and say, just leave me alone. I just want to get through my day, not sin too much. Just try to love my neighbor. You know, maybe offer them some some tomatoes that have been in her garden. What are we doing? Like, I want to be a hunter. I want to be sand. Spiritually, oh, I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop getting over these obstacles that I've been dealing with for all these years. I'm going after people. I'm going after the lost. I'm going after those that think they're saved and they're delusional. I'm going after biblical truth. I'm going to go after taking a stand on what matters most. I'm going to go after what my, what my niche is, Christian men or men who are curious or uh, at least uh, have an uh, awareness about Christianity. And maybe along the way, we're going to change the narrative for those who say, this whole thing's a joke, a fairy tale on a crutch. You're like, okay, well, let me show you some dudes. Let me show you some guys. And maybe we need to change our verbiage just a smidge. And I'm not talking about cussing or using crude language. That's lame and lazy. I'm talking about relentlessly, vigorously, passionately going after them. What, it, what would happen if we started doing that? So that's the first element of hunting. Spiritually, what are you really going after? Go get it. Go get it. With just as much strategy as you would the second one, I'm talking about physically, what are you going after? And I'm talking about food here, all right? I'm talking about maybe you hunt, maybe you fish, maybe you garden, maybe whatever it is. Maybe you buy a cow. I, I don't care what you do, but what, what are you going after? Listen, this country was built on the backs of men who would hunt, trap, fish, and farm. They had a burning desire to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to make sure they could provide. We have bought into the lie that as long as I have a job, I am a provider. You found out in March and April that our shelves in our grocery stores can run out of things and people will lose their mind when that happens. How many people spent a thousand to fifteen hundred, whatever dollars on groceries because they were concerned that there ain't going to be anything there? And you know what happened? There wasn't anything there. Depending on where you lived, there the shelves were bare. What do you do? What do you do? Well, you need to learn how to do that. 
we started doing some, some uh, bucket gardening. That was our first, our real first step. We grew food. We ate it. We still have food growing. It's not going to get us through the winter, but we're starting. Can you hunt food? And I'm not talking about you got up at 6 a.m. because the truck dropped off food at Kroger and you're the first guy in there and you got the, the crackers. Uh, hey, score. I'm talking about can you provide? Can you do what needs to be done to get food if needed? Do you have that tenacity about you? Whatever it takes, as long as it takes. Do you have that? Because I started realizing, again, about February, this thing was turning sideways. And then March, we are canceling everything. People were losing their minds. April, we thought Easter, we're going to get out of it. May, we're like, well, we're close to summer. We really don't care. And now we're in, into August, and we have school closes some open we're canceling football we're not canceling this we're doing this we're trying to it, we're, you're still in it can you learn something from this about hunting food and again i'm not talking about just taking you know a bow or a gun a rifle whatever but i'm saying you may want to consider that too i'm saying you may want to get a fishing pole or at least a stick with some string and say okay could i pull something out of here and get some food there is an app, and maybe you've heard of it. I think it's great, um, especially if you're you're a rookie and you're trying to learn this. And I admit, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm learning this. I'm learning this with some of you guys. It's called Go Wild, and you can go on Go Wild. It's it's an app, and you can you get connected to people in your area if you want to. You can you can focus on whatever niche that you want. If you want to have you know saltwater fishing, regular fishing, you know hiking, whatever. There's just a plethora of things that you can do there. Um, I don't I get nothing from that, but that's a place where you can go and learn. The third part of this thing, when you're talking about being a hunter, that going after it, uh, collecting it um, with a tenacity, is relationships. Do you have? Do you have the mentality? Do you have the tenacity, the vigor, to hunt for the right? relationships or are you sitting at your house just being like Eeyore going well I ain't got no friends nobody cares about me nobody's listening to me no 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 not at all not if you're gonna act or talk like that you're right they're not they're out on that do you have that are you do you see the value in it because I think to a man a lot of guys would admit they don't have good friends but I also think there's a good number of men that would admit they don't have good friends but are not willing to exert the effort to go after the right people. They'll do it as long as it doesn't crimp their style, as long as it doesn't mess with them too much. I've said this before. If a man has a spiritual commitment, small group, serving, discipleship, especially discipleship, evangelism, you have a small group, some kind of thing that meets or whatever, they will turn into father of the year when that commitment is 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 on the docket. Hey, we got small group tonight. Don't forget, oh man, long day and I got to help my wife with the kids and homework. And they, they're father of the year, but they can golf, hunt, fish, go to ball games. They can do all these other things, coach a little league. They can do all that. But if it's a spiritual commitment, they're out. They're, I'm just, suddenly I need to really jump in and help my bride. Guys, do you have a vision of the men that you need in your life? And are you willing to pursue that vision? Are you willing to hunt down that vision and say, this, this is what I'm going for. This is what I, I, this is my standard. The same thing I tell my kids about marriage. Don't settle. 
Listen, man, in relationships, you could be friendly with people, but I'm talking about the people that are friends that you know you can count on. Listen, you can't hunt food. You suck at it. You're like, we're starving to death. You can call them. You can get help. You can get, you know, whatever. Hey, could you help me out? Could you teach me? Could you show me? Like, do you have those people? I'm going to give you some things that I look for here. I'm looking for high quality, high caliber men. I'm not looking for a guy that blows smoke. I'm not looking for a guy who is, is needy. You know, you immediately realize, man, I'm going to be spending, you know, every night on the phone with this dude. I, you know, I'm not looking for that guy. I'm not looking for the guy that, you know, uh, that's emotional all the time. It's not wrong to have emotions, but man, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want you to feel everything that we're saying and doing. And we should be able to joke with one another and go, oh, man, you know, I listen, high quality, high caliber men that are not needy, not emotional, biblical men. You have to have a biblical worldview. That's what I'm looking for for me. A biblical worldview. I want you to say the Bible matters and it directs my life. You don't have to be a great theologian. That word theologian, not in the Bible. You have to love Jesus and you have to you know, love your neighbor. That's, that's the goal. We have to help each other get to heaven. Um, listen, don't take yourself too serious. That's another one I'm looking for. You can joke at me, make fun of me. Whatever. I don't care. You can get mad at me. I don't care. Don't take yourself too serious, okay? That's another thing I'm looking for. I want somebody that doesn't take their, don't take themselves too serious. They can joke a little bit. They can laugh at themselves. Because listen, those guys that can't take that that can't joke at themselves, they it's always a smoke screen. They're always covering up for something. They overcompensate. And listen, that's that wears you out, right? I'm looking for a friend who is others focused. It's not always about them. I remember working with a guy years ago. We were both going through some really challenging seasons, and, and you know, he would come in my office and he would just like vent, 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 you know. And then I would go into his office thinking we're going to do the same thing. No, we're back to him. And after a while, you realize, wait, it's always about you. Yeah, you need someone. It's kind of a give and take, right? Listen, I, I'm looking for friends. I'm looking for men in my life that I don't need to babysit. I don't need to tell you that's a bad decision. You shouldn't be hanging out with her. She's not your wife. I don't want guys that I have to babysit. And, you know, I don't. I don't have time for that. I want guys in my life that show up well and they're dependable. Not getting your feelings hurt. Listen, you're just trying to get better. You're just, that, that's what I'm looking for here. So when we go back to hunting, I want to talk about spiritual hunt. What are you going after spiritually? It can't always be about you. Oh man, I just, I don't know. I just, get beyond that. At some point you get beyond that, right? You can't be 65 and still being about you all the time. You become spiritually constipated. Go after somebody, lots of people, win a bunch of people for Jesus and don't apologize for it. Physically, can you provide? Can you go get the food? Can, are, you, are you able to do that? Are you able to learn that? Are you willing to learn that? Can you, can you get with some friends that will help you out with that? Look, you know, Again, get where you can learn. Relationally, high quality, high caliber human beings. What are you looking for? If you don't know what you're looking for, it's, it's probably not going to happen, right? This is important here because if you don't have intentionality and focus and purpose, you are just willy-nilly going about your day existing like it's some kind of Groundhog Day. While we're on the topic, let's go back to grocery stores. Imagine if you were sent to the grocery store to buy a pack of meat. And you go in there, you immediately go, I need some meat. Hey, look, a deal on Cheetos. And you buy Cheetos, you check out, you go home and go, huh, I'm supposed to get meat, I got Cheetos. Bummer. The next day, I'm going to get some meat. You go in and go, hey, case of water. We need some water. What else we got here? And next thing, you, know, you buy a few other things, you go home. That's what we're doing with the Christian life. 
we're supposed to be on mission. We're supposed to have a purpose. And we're so distracted and defeated, it's embarrassing. And listen, I'm the leader of the pack here. It's embarrassing sometimes how easily defeated, got my feelings hurt, it rained, you know, bad day, whatever. Somebody said boo-boo to us, somebody didn't like us, work gets a little challenging, we're defeated. Or we're distracted. Oh, hey, look, a game, a hobby, a whatever. Man, do what you need to do to create an executable plan of action when it comes to hunting spiritually, physically, and relationally, the same way you do it would do if you were literally hunting. If you're going hunting during shotgun season, you should take a shotgun and some orange, right? You need to know what you're doing. You got to have a license. You got to have your tags. You got to have the things that you need to do. Hunters will go to extreme measures months prior to ever going out and hunting. How much more strategic as fishers of men should we be? How much more aggressive as fishers of men should we be? As guys that go out to hunt for food. We, we, instead of being this double-edged sword, we've turned into a plastic butter knife. Ineffective and kind of a, a joke of the real thing. This is not what Christ called us for. The second word is to, to gather. So the word gather here is connected to, to harvest, to pick up, to amass, as if by harvesting, to scoop up or take from a resting place. Again, gathering. What are you bringing back? Spiritually, what are you bringing back? Some people go, well, I won't go to church until they have children's ministry. Great. So they have a children's ministry. You're sitting in church. What are you bringing back? What are you gathering from your worship service because you didn't have to have your kids in there with you? What did you gather? And then what do you bring back? And where does it go? Where do you bring it back to? Well, it should go to your living room. It should go to the hearts and minds of your kids. So what are you gathering? The Bible talks about that you will recognize them by their fruits. Matthew 7, 16, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So people look at you and say, that is a fruit producing Christian man. The Christian life is an obvious Christian life. It's obvious the men who are on mission and the men who are existing. It's not that hard to figure out. And if you're a man that's on mission, you sniff out real quick the guys who are just existing, just going through the motions, just you know trying to blow smoke, just always poor me. You sniff that out pretty quick, right? What are you actually gathering? Are you gathering dust? Are you gathering chaos? Look around and see, this is what I'm collecting. Sometimes you need to assess what you're, col- you're collecting and change your strategy. I don't like what I'm becoming. I don't like what I'm amassing. I don't like what I'm harvesting in my life. I don't like that every season of my life is a drought. Well, then I need to do something different about it. So as a hunter and a gatherer, spiritually, I have to ask myself, what am I actually bringing back? Because if I'm going out and I'm saying, spiritually, this is what I'm after, then there should be a result somewhere, right? The seeds that are scattered at some point, you see the evidence of seeds coming through the ground. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how God did that, but I see it with my eyeballs. God, let me see the harvest. That's something I've been praying on semi-regular basis. Sometimes every day, sometimes sporadically. God, let me see that. I need to see that harvest. I need to see where you're working in my life. This is why relationally you got to get those good dudes in your life because they're going to call it out of you. Maybe they see something that you don't see or maybe they see something that you should be seeing. And I mean that good and bad. 
But heaven forbid we, we get around those guys because they may say something that might hurt our feelings. And you still got scars from junior high where somebody made fun of you in the, the locker room because you had a you know, stain on your boxers. So, oh, man, I can't do I don't want no one to make fun of me. I can't handle that. I, listen, you, do you, what do you really want? What are you really going after? So as a gatherer, spiritually, I have to ask myself, what am I gathering? And I have to do it with full strength. Yeah, have you ever seen a farmer? Early in the morning when everyone's sleeping, they're out there. Late at night when you're driving home, they're still working. They're gathering, they're harvesting, they're, they're, they're being very proactive. They have a vision for what they're supposed to be going after. Spiritually, what are you gathering? What are you bringing back? What's the fruit of your efforts? Does it ever frustrate you that that's the fruit? Do you ever look back and say, boy, that's the fruit. Only God can do that. We know it's not by our strength alone, but our strength is expected by God. He says, hey, you're going to show up. You're going to do your part. God's already doing his part. You're going to do your part because, listen, God's faithful. He's providing all the means necessary. The next one, physical. We're talking about food again. Gathering food. Can you provide? Have you at least thought about making provisions beyond the grocery store? Is it possible that your family could look to you and you would be counted on to do this? I want you to think about this. Anytime that we become dependent upon any entity to provide anything for us, that is now as far as you are able to go. So if I'm dependable, if I'm, de- no, if I'm dependent, forgive me, if I'm dependent upon the government to provide me things and I got my hand out, maybe not literally, but mentally, I got my hand out, I'm waiting. That's it. That's as far as you're going to go. If I'm dependent upon the grocery store to always have everything we need, that's as far as you're going to go. And when that day comes and it's come, it's already happened where they don't have it. If you become dependent upon, you know, the extra money you're getting in unemployment and go, oh man, we can take that trip. We can, you know, well, when that runs out, you're out. You become dependent upon a a stimulus check, this extra money. I can, you know what you need to do with the stimulus check? Put it in savings because at some point you're going to be taxed on it. You're going to pay something back. Nobody gives you free money. Okay. So when you become dependent upon an entity to provide you anything, that's, that's as far as you can go. Maybe you're not a farmer. Maybe you're not a hunter. Could you buy a cow? Could you go in with somebody? Hey, we'll buy half a cow, quarter cow, whatever. That's a great way to make sure you get meat. You can grow stuff in your in your house. You can grow stuff outside your house. You can be proactive. We have neighbors next door that are um, a mother and a few children, and they've been out there every day, and they're working on their garden. Constantly, they're growing things because they see the same thing. They see us doing the same thing. We're growing things. We're preparing things. We have a responsibility to be fruitful and multiply. That's not just in childbearing. That's in our life. I want to be proactive now rather than reactive later. So gathering, spiritual gathering, what am I bringing in? Physical gathering, what am I bringing in? What can I bring in? What am I able to bring in? Can I, can I go and get that? And the last one is relational gathering. So I'm hunting, I'm going for it, I'm after it. I'm a hunter and a gatherer. Who am I gathering with? Who do you have in your home? Do you open up your home and you bring godly men and women into your house? Do you do that? Do do your kids see you bringing godly people into your house? What types of people are your kids witnessing who are in your life right now? My kids ask me about the men in tribe. 
Because sometimes I talk about the guys in tribe, especially guys that have been there like, you know, two, three years. You know, so-and-so said this, so-and-so is praying for this, so-and-so asked about this. They see the value in that. Those guys aren't even in my home. They're in my computer. But we open our home to people. Why? Because I need to practice hospitality. I'm bad at it. My wife is great at it. So I need to practice hospitality. I open, I open up my home. If you gather with people, like I have tribe, if you have a thing, you have a tribe of men, something, don't move from that community. You're gathering good things from that community. We have high quality, high caliber men who can laugh at themselves, who will, are others focused, who don't take themselves too serious, who intercede on behalf of others. We have all the things I just described and we have those guys in tribe. So I don't move from that. I show up regularly for that. I need that. And it's my tribe. I need it. I think they need it as well. Don't move from that. This is where you begin to see a real harvest of relationships in your life. It doesn't happen overnight. You won't microwave it. You can't just manufacture it. There isn't a downloadable PDF to gather high-quality, high-caliber relationships. And listen, not everyone will be enamored or impressed with you. There will be those who you should let speak into your life and other times that you speak into other people's lives that you're better for it. And the people in your life who depend on you to get this right will see that harvest. Men, we need to be hunters and gatherers. We need to change our mindset. We need to change our approach. The enemy of our soul has convinced us to just keep our mouth shut, our head down, and keep everything spiritual inside. That just existing or somehow pursuing what is, quote unquote, the American dream, whatever that is anymore, that's the goal in life. If I can get a couple cars, a couple weeks vacation, if I can live in the right neighborhood, have my kids in the right schools, on the right travel team, and I can maximize my life, if my wife and I both work full-time, as many hours as possible, whatever, then we can have that house in the right neighborhood with the right cars. With the, Is that what you want in life? Is that what you're really going after? Because that's not what God's called you to. If he took all those things away, could you be a hunter and a gatherer? Could you be a hunter and a gatherer that would relentlessly and vigorously spiritually know what you're going after, physically know what you're going after, and relationally know what you're going after so that you could bring it back in, so that you could bring it back to the people who depend on you the most? Could you do that? Man, I just believe we got to change our frame of mind. We got to, we have power and authority and we are indestructible when we are in christ the spirit that raised christ from the dead if he dwells in you guess what happens when you die he raises you from the dead as well it's available to you if you are in christ immortality is available to you if you are a child of the resurrection if you are a child of god that you say i abide in the words of christ not only do i hear them but i do them and doggone it i'm gonna help some other people do it as well i'm gonna hunt for that i'm gonna go after that i'm gonna start making a list or i'm gonna start creating some strategies i'm gonna start being proactive and relentless and if that means it gets awkward and uncomfortable around some people so be it but if i can bring some of that back and we're gonna celebrate that victory for centuries, this is what men did. And somehow in the last century, we have become domesticated and climate controlled. And that's not what God's called us to at all. Get in his word. He's not going to say that at all. Get in the word of God and say, okay, I'm going to vigorously pursue what it means to be a biblical man of God. 
Men, thanks for listening. I appreciate it as always. Make sure to check out our closed Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you click subscribe. That way you never miss any video content. If you're listening, appreciate you clicking subscribe as well. And as always, guys, when you email me, DM me, whatever, man, I appreciate any feedback that you have about the podcast, how it's impacting you, changing you. There's been some really cool stories that come out of that. I appreciate that. Men, as always, let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. 